I need a hooker and a therapist. In that order. Breathe fire to tomorrow. A buckle at the knee. The night concrete feels warm against my chest. I broke my neck five different ways, trying just to see. I swivel to reflect the moon, lies wide as my teeth. I want to make a river, but I'm just a stagnant swamp. My ears are right, what's left is wrong, and silence, still asleep. Hey guys, this is what I said the last time I met up with my group of scarecrow friends out in the field. But also hey to you guys listening, who I haven't talked to in over two weeks. I hope you guys used the time well. I hope you added some value to your life. And not just like Christmas value and presents and stuff, but real value. Real things that actually matter. It's been a little bit bumpy for me, and this week was particularly busy, so I didn't get to polish this one off quite as well as I would have liked, so it may be a little short. I'm tired of my honesty and other ethics. I want to auction them off, an ethics auction, and I posted about that on Twitter. I told somebody I wanted to sell my honesty and to make me an offer, and I haven't even heard from the devil yet. My emotional forecast, my mental prediction of how my time off would be, was fairly accurate. I felt good for the first few days of not having to plan or prep or write for a new episode or rehearse, and... Then by Sunday, I was starting to feel a little bit of the restlessness coming. And yeah, within a few days of that, I kind of found a breaking point finally throughout this whole pandemic that I I think I'd gotten close to, but I hadn't quite hit yet. And overall, it was really good. It was really needed. It allowed me to distance myself from some things that I was too close to. And it made me reconsider suicide, which I hadn't in years, and it's still not an option for me. But I do like to think about it and why people do it, and I do believe that people should have the freedom to make that choice if they want to. I think it's incredibly selfish that other people think they get to determine whether other people should be alive. Value and human life, the value of human life, having value in your life and using value to give you reason to live are all really important things. And I have been thinking about and attempting to add value to my daily existence. I've started buying local milk, which comes in a glass bottle, and I love it. I usually only have milk in my coffee in the morning, but getting to touch the glass bottle and the feel of that and the sound it makes when I set it on the counter and how much cooler it keeps the milk and how it doesn't give it any type of flavor or texture. I don't know if that's all just in my head, but I've always felt that with any type of plastic or metal containers that you have to eat or drink out of, I get a little bit of that smell or taste or there's like a texture, like a microparticle thing. And it's maybe mostly in my head, but the value just from buying better milk with the extra $2 for the deposit on the glass bottle, which you can get back if you return it to the proper area, that alone has added so much more to my life. And I finally started a sourdough starter, which you take flour and water, you mix it together, and you just let it sit there. And the wild yeast that's in the air, and the flora and fauna in the dough, 
or in the flower start to ferment and they ferment more and more and they create all this bacteria and the smell and the texture and everything that creates sourdough bread and there's this whole long process of getting the starter going and then once you have the starter and feeding it and keeping it alive so that you're able to keep it for as long as you want to there's so many things that can be learned from doing that that I've already started learning from doing that and that have already again added value to my life added value to the things that I think about in a day added value to my time added value to the ingredients of my life I also started getting the newspaper one of my friends two of my friends actually told me that there's still real journalism in newspapers and newspapers are actually objective they'll just list the facts with something and then they'll publish opinions as like a separate section of the newspaper but apparently the local one here the Arizona Republic is actually a pretty decent newspaper and so far the three that I've gotten have really changed my perspective on news and methods for receiving that and being able to observe what's going on in my state my city around me with just a better ear and eye than what comes out of the TV or the clickbait articles on any news platform. You guys remember that time? No. Yeah. A lot of people don't remember a lot of stuff. And usually if you're a good person or a good friend, you're the one that's remembering things. And there's this weird thing that happens between memory and interaction that I think in a lot of ways could relate to like making sourdough, how there are these different yeasts in the air that are fermenting and adding qualities to a long-term product. And I've been thinking about a service, about starting a service with some type of name like making memories and having memory specialists who not only help you accurately record you recalling your memory as you wish to have it stored, but then helping you discover the details that will best bring it up and the ideal methods for storing it. So like in chum buckets. Nothing like buckets of chum. But it would be important to try and preserve the same person, the same memory specialist for the integrity of the memory. Because one individual remembering something, it changes almost every time, no matter how accurate and objective you may try and maintain with your memory. It's going to change every single time you remember it. And when you get another person involved with that, it's undoubtedly going to be increasing the opportunity for error, error exponentially. So you'd have to find the right type of person to be your specific memory specialist that would somehow connect with you in the proper way that the integrity and the accuracy of your memory is going to remain as you would both like it to be as much as possible. And there will be record of that, but also in each instance of recalling said memory, how it may change the comparison aspect of memory, I think is the most interesting part of it. Getting to see this is how it was at one point and with where I am at now, this is how it is now. 
I like the potential that this could free up space in the mind and that it could help memories remain more accurate and that it also add an interesting dynamic of human interaction, I think, while maintaining a more analog rather than a digital memory of your existence. I've also been really liking the idea of finding a way to reverse existence, to create eternal bodies, but at the cost of having a limited soul. Since we have so much more focus on all this temporary stuff with our rotting flesh sack physical forms and anything else that is associated with that, then we seem to be working on our infinite souls and the energy that inhabits it. I really would like to reverse that and to see what would happen if people finally had eternal bodies like they so think they desire. And what would happen, how they would value their soul if it finally had an expiration date on it, if it were finally the delicate part of your existence and the part that had an expiration date, if at some point your perfect sculpted body could keep going, but the thing that makes it work just stopped, wasn't there anymore. Most people these days have a brain, but I have a mind, and the difference between the two is like the difference between a house, and a home. I'm not just trying to start shit or throw shade or shit on anybody's existence because I think I've gotten a lot better about that. If anybody remembers, back on Facebook, I used to tell everybody that I was going to kill them all. It was mostly hyperbole and it was mostly me kidding, but I would go on these like long, angry, graphic, all caps descriptions of how people were going to die by my hands. But for now, I just want to start making some phone calls, sending out some emails, and possibly once it's safe to go in person, to local funeral homes, crematoriums, and asking about and finding out details about what I can do with that. Like, how soon after I die can I be cremated? Like, if I have a doctor there, he pronounces me dead, and they just go ahead and toss my body in the fire? Or is my family able to come and... Can they put me up on, like, a stake, tie me up like a witch, and scream, Burn the witch! And all, like, spit on me and stuff before they set me on fire or shoot flaming arrows at my corpse and send me down river, of course, to a place where they could pick up the body so we're not contaminating whatever river or body of means of water that I would be sailing. But I have a lot of questions and things that I want to run by these people about getting cremated. I want to see if I can negotiate with them because I have to pay them to burn my body. Like, what kind of a shit deal is that? I would pay people to let me burn them at this point in my life. And these fucking, they've somehow reversed it. So I want some say-so in how I get to go. I love it when the universe moments start to happen organically and with little effort. How when I was speaking to somebody about these kinds of occurrences and how they started happening more and how... I was reminded of the movie Hugo and the history of film and how film started and how insanely beautiful and incredible that moment was for humanity. Like with the service of making memories or with the newspaper or any time like this podcast where we're taking memories and active experiences and creating a record of them. 
But how much more dominant film can be, how it unifies all of those things, and how it gives that concept of control, especially with something like time. And then there's observation. There's a point when I was talking about observation a lot because I just learned about the split particle experiment. Basically, what that experiment allowed us to theorize was that when particles are observed, they behave differently. We are made of particles. Not only do we possess the capacity to observe ourselves and one another, but now with film, we were able to create an artificial observer, which could, in the moment, not have a present person for an actual physical analog observation, but then could be observed by numerous viewers. Again, there's an artificial interface, a layer disconnect in between observation. So on top of getting to unify ideas and writing and sound, music, art, and time, it is now incorporating observation. And what does that all mean when you put that all together? I don't know. I'm going to keep thinking about it and observing it and hopefully encounter universe moments that may offer additional insights. But as of right now, I don't know. I just like thinking about it. I like thinking about it and presenting it for observation. Have you guys been outside? It's like TV everywhere. Some weeks, this podcast is my best friend. And by some weeks, I mean pretty much every single one of them. Is that true? I don't know. Do I believe it? To an extent. Belief has always been important to me, and I feel as though it's becoming more and more important in the world almost every day. This whole choose-your-own-adventure of a year where you could believe whatever you wanted to and where everyone was trying to get you to believe things? Fuck, for more than just this year. I think it's funny that people keep talking about the stuff that happened this year as though it just happened just this year. This shit's been building for at least 16 years, and that's just in the time that I started critically thinking and started noticing it and talking about it and observing it and trying to understand it. There are books written in the 1940s talking about this stuff. There's stuff way older than that, too, that is relevant, and there's stuff that's going to be in the future that's going to be relevant, and it's all going to depend on belief. All the religion, science, politics, propaganda, pandemic, all everything always revolving around belief. You can't make yourself believe something any more than you can make somebody else believe something by just telling them or trying to get them to do it. No amount of money or power or influence can make somebody believe something. No amount of wanting, saying, and doing creates belief. We don't know. We don't know it any better than we really know what this infinite energy inside of us is. But everything comes from, gravitates to, revolves around belief. But I don't just want to believe. I want to betray. I believe that next year has the potential to be 
better if we focus on our beliefs and our values, both as individuals and collectively as a society. I believe two weeks was too damn long of a break for me. And I believe that does it for this week. But I want to tell you guys, I'm updating my terms and conditions. You don't have to agree to them, and I don't want to betray anything that I've said before. But I am going to be a little bit like Wikipedia right now. I really put a lot into doing this this year. Financially, a lot of time and planning and practice and preparation and refining. A lot of personal time, personality, personal beliefs. I like this. I want to keep doing this. And it does require money to keep doing it. And I'm not going to ask for money. I'm not going to tell you guys you need to sign up for something or anything like that. But if you know somebody that might listen, let them know about the Janana Shoe podcast. Or the next time you hear somebody ask about a good podcast, mention the Tunana Shoe podcast. Or if you're talking to somebody and something comes up, let them know that you heard it here. You don't have to, but I'd appreciate it. And at some point, there's bound to be an audience that appreciates this, and this is the last opportunity for anybody to get in while it's still small and starting up. I plan to approach the new year optimistically, with two mops this year, grasped strongly one in each hand, yielding it for support, both physically and emotionally and mentally and stuff. I'm going to focus on this and promoting this and building this in hopes that I may do it instead of having to deal with other people's stupidity for an occupation. I may be adding visuals at some point. I'm going to have some killer sourdough bread and awesome meals with it because I've really come into my style with cooking finally. And I'm not going to make any New Year's resolutions. I am going to just naturally and organically disappoint myself whenever the moment calls for it. I'm not going to spend the entire year trying to disappoint myself with the same thing. I'm just going to disappoint myself every moment of every day when I want to, when it naturally occurs. And if I feel cute enough to kill myself, maybe I'll do that at some point. Hashtag cute suicide. It's just a joke. Don't kill yourself and hashtag it cute suicide.